0: Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the CEO and Founder Magic podcast. I'm excited to have Gordon Rapkin with me today. Gordon is the CEO of Zift Solutions, found at ZiftSolutions.com. So Gordon, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and Zift Solutions.
1: Thank you, Sheila. I'm happy to be here. I uh, My background is uh, this is my fifth CEO stint in a... PE or venture capital-backed company. Um, I don't think I ever would have said this would be my career. Uh, I think my mother said, you can't keep a job. But it's, it's really been a, a, a really interesting life journey so far of coming into companies that are already in existence. Someone else was the founder, and um, you know they just sort of need something different. They need a boost. They need a change. They need a strategy. And, and that's where I end up getting uh, recruited in to join them. Um, so Zip Solutions, I've been here for about six years, and um, it's been great. It's been really fun. Uh, as far and as have you Zip been in
0: the same industry for all five of those roles?
1: No, completely different. Uh, all, all technology, except the very, the very last one was a technology company. But we had it's the first and only time that I was at a company that owned a forklift. Um, <laughs> so we we had um, we had it was in the records management, data uh, document management space, and. We had very large document centers where people would send us boxes full of paper, and we would store them forever. Um, and we managed to graft technology onto that. And so that's I got brought in because of the technology component. But it was kind of fun being in a company that owned a forklift, uh, actually lots of them. Um, but now the rest of them have all been completely different kinds of industries, and um, all technology related, mostly on the the business application side of things, although one of them was in uh, data security, so a little bit different. A
0: little bit related. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. great.
0: And so uh, about solutions. Zip Solutions. Yeah.
1: yeah. Zip Solutions is a uh, it's a really cool company. I, I think the best way to frame what Zip Solutions does is to kind of give a little background. So all of global commerce, everything, all transactions, everything, global commerce, 75% of it goes through channels of distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't validate that, but that's what everybody says. And I believe them. So that's trillions of dollars of, of commerce moving Literally through- for large enterprises, that's true. And you know all the way down to the small guys who are part of the channel, you know, mm-hmm. the, the last mile, the last inch that gets it to a consumer. And so when you think about that, 75% of all commerce is, is indirect, it's, ch- it's channel. Um, what we do is we are building effectively the operating system for those channels. So a company will adopt our platform to run their channel. So Mm -hmm. the exciting part about SIF Solutions is the the opportunity is infinite. You know, 75% of global commerce, it's everybody. Um, And and most of the analysts talk about uh, if you run a channel, if you have a channel business, you have channel partners or referral partners or affiliate partners, you kind of have to do all the same stuff. And it doesn't matter what your business is. If you, you could be a manufacturer, you could be a software company, you could be anything. You still have to do the same stuff. You have to have a, a web portal for the partners to go to. They have to be able to get taught how to sell your stuff. They need to register leads. They have to have sales opportunities. Then you need analytics to know what's going on. So everybody and anybody needs the same foundational components. And that's what we do. And so it's, a, you know, it's sort of an infinite runway ahead of us. And um, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of really good success with it.
0: Oh, that's great. And so important, you know, COVID really taught us that the supply chain and making sure those channels work is so important because we saw a lot of disruptions with it. Um, So your company provides a a software platform to help facilitate that, right? What else does it provide?
1: Well, it's, it's, um, it's the home base for a channel partner. So if you're a a reseller for someone, or you're, a, you know, a, a service provider for somebody, and you want to communicate with the with the supplier that you're working with. You're going to go to a website. That website will probably be our technology running the website. And when you go there, you want to see whatever's relevant for you, and you don't want to like if you. The, the great example everybody uses is if you if you service healthcare facilities of less than 20 people in upstate New York you really don't care about documents being in German or Chinese or, you know, being told about things that will support a large scale hospital. So, you know, you want just what you want. And so our product will help a supplier to deliver to you a very personalized experience that makes it easy to do business with them. And so that's sort of the first step. Once you become a channel partner, you need some education. So our product delivers learning management uh, system, for training and, and certification. Um, then you need to generate some leads and so therefore you need some marketing. So our product is marketing automation and um, we, we incorporate what's called co-branding. So usually a supplier is a, you know, Dell computer or somebody like that, they want their brand and they wanna protect their brand. But the partner that's gonna resell that wants to put their name on it. Like if you're the store, you want your store logo and Dell's big brand. And so our technology enables that. So you can do co-branding for social messaging and for emails and for websites, all sorts of stuff like that. And then eventually you're gonna to wanna to sell something. And when you wanna sell something, you might wanna protect your deal. So you wanna register the deal and then you want approval and you want pricing, and all that sort of stuff. And so we support that part of the, of the funnel journey. And lastly, you wanna, um, from a supplier standpoint, you need to be able to forecast what revenue is going to come out of your channel. So we have analytics that will allow a supplier to see what, what deals are being worked on, what's likely to close, what stage are they in, um, what their marketing dollars are getting them. If they spend money on cooperative funds, or are they getting anything out of it? So it's it's the analytics that go with it. So it's a full suite of, as I say, sort That's of the fantastic. operating system for a, a channel.
0: That's fantastic. And you have a pretty significant market share right now, right? We, we do okay.
1: Yeah, we do okay with <laughs> some great. big customers.
0: Wonderful. Well, as a CEO and somebody who has uh, come into an organization backed by a PE, uh, what sort of advice would you give to a company either who was courting a PE or looking for uh, leadership like you've brought?
1: Well, I think there's a number of things. My... Uh, You know, having done this a few times, I get to claim a little bit of pattern recognition Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, companies don't hire a new CEO unless they need one. Um, Like something's broken and they feel like this is the answer. What I've often found when I was, uh, you know changing from one role to the next and being recruited is a lot of times the choice of let's get a new CEO is not because there's anything wrong with the CEO. It's something wrong with the company. You know, it's like there's something broken. Um, but I think that, you know, companies that are are um, looking for a PE or venture capital investment, you know, there's a, there's a, a whole lot of metrics that are very, very meaningful that every, pe firm every venture capital firm will look at particularly in the software industry there's uh, what are called SaaS metrics Mm -hmm. and you really need to focus on that because that's what they care about um your 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 business is interesting it's important your addressable market is interesting and important but if your business fundamentals aren't right you know it's unlikely you gain investment Mm -hmm. um from a uh, a CEO stepping into one of those kinds of like like I do coming into a company where someone else is the founder. Um, you know, the, the thing that I've kind of learned over time is culture matters a lot. And, um, you know, your, your role as a coming as a CEO coming in has to be to sort of identify what's the vision, what's the strategy, what path does this company need to be on and then not get distracted. And um, I, I often talk about, you know, you, get, you really have to take a long view and you have to stay focused on the strategic direction that you've chosen and, and cause the whole organization to do the same and, um, you know, not fall victim to the tyranny of the urgent. There's always going to be something blowing up. Like it, it, there's just always going to be something blowing up.
0: Right. And so, well, in a, so in I, a, yeah. venture back firm is going to want to see pretty significant results in three to five years usually on the earlier side of that. So you can have the long view, but you also need to show some pretty substantial progress, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to have a plan. You have to execute your plan. The plan has to be acceptable to your investors. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if you think about like a salesperson has a horizon of I've got deals that I've got to close by the end of my quarter, maybe the end of the month, something like that, that's sort of the horizon and everything is is critical within that timeframe. Like I need this feature, I need it now because I can't win if I don't have it. Um, You know, a marketing team is maybe a little bit longer. They're, you know, they're generating leads and opportunities that are a little bit further out, maybe two or three quarters out. Um, Product management, you know, they're thinking maybe three quarters to a year, you know, they've got to have a product roadmap. I think a CEO has got to have a strategic map and it's got to be aligned with the board and you know, you you're you have to keep constantly testing. Am I am I on that map or am I off it? You know, and that's board meetings. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the 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 investors will tell you what they're expecting if you ask correctly, and then you have to deliver. That's your job. And so it is a. But it, but I I often find you know when I've dealt with other CEOs or or uh, I used to participate in a lot of CEO groups the People get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent that they, they, you know, this account is blowing up and we need the CEO to swoop in and fix it. And sometimes that's absolutely necessary. It requires a senior executive to step in. But oftentimes, you know, you have to, you have to trust your team and um, help them to be calm and you know get the job that, done. That's
0: true, no matter what kind of CEO, whether it's a, a PE venture back company or a founder of a new startup or a uh, scaled enterprise, uh, you know, trusting your team is really important. What do you think are some of the other skill sets that CEOs need to have to be successful?
1: Well, I think curiosity is one. Um, I I have a, a sort of a motto of always question the premise. So when t- somebody tells me, well, this is the way it's always been done, or this is the this is the way it works, or, you know, well, nobody would ever do it that way. M- my immediate reaction is to question the premise. Like, well, why? Why have we always done it this way? Why didn't we do it that way, you know? Um, and I, I think it's important. And that's sort of a, it's, it's curiosity. It's also, um, you know, sort of the confidence to look stupid sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, so help me understand why it works like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a characteristic that um, you know, causes people to step back and go, oh, well, I never really thought about that. And then you, go, you can start a conversation. Um, I, I mentioned you know, at the start, I think culture is a really important thing. And um, it's a really hard one. You know, I, I used to, way back I was in um, life sciences and biochemistry and you know, in biology classes, you have a Petri dish and you're trying to grow some bacteria or something. And I always liken the corporate culture to that. Like it's a petri dish and you want to be really careful about what's in it, what grows on that corporate mm-hmm. culture. Um, and, and in, in biology, if you leave the top off the dish and you don't pay any attention to it, all kinds of things are going to grow in there. And some of them are going to be really nasty. You know, right. it's like a science project in your refrigerator. Um, but I think you have to curate the, the culture in the company and, um, you know, you got to sort of be comfortable in your own skin of this is, this is the culture. These are the values. This is what I want to bring forward. Um, we, do it a lot. <laughs> I, we, we do an exercise every year and I, I learned it from some very successful other CEOs and the exercise is, we print a book and we bind it uh, a little spiral binding thing. And in it, we say, what's our, uh, what's our vision? What's our mission? What are our core values? Why do people buy from us? Uh, what are we going to do this year? What are our goals and objectives this year? And what are our financial goals this year? And then we hand it to every single employee. And awesome. we hand it to all of our board members. Mm-hmm. And we say, we, we, you know, in a digital age, we're a digital company. We print this. And we do it because you can't change paper. Like That's it. It's right. printed. It's done. <laughs> um, and it guides us through the year. But it also is a, is a cultural thing. Every new employee gets it. And I usually meet with most new employees and walk them through it. So they, this is our culture. This is who we are. This is our values and et cetera. And, and I just think it's, a, it's an important element that is easy to overlook, uh, particularly when you're sort of in the crisis mode, um, which oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, in an early stage company, you're in some kind of crisis. Something's always, as I say, blowing up.
0: Sure. But having all of that written down not only gets everybody on the same page, but it helps. Probably helps you make better decisions because you've got something to go back to, right?
1: Exactly. I, I keep it on my desk uh-huh. every day. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have this year's and last year's. Always handy. Um, <laughs> it, it is something that you know. You flip back and go, well, "Were these our goals? Um, we yeah. review them at every meeting. Oh, yeah, these were the mm-hmm. goals. This is what we thought we were going to do." Um, that repetition I, it, is so important. I
0: love the cover of that that said, "This is the way." Um, that that quells a lot of uh, uncertainty. And that's really one of the main things that CEOs struggle with, right? When you come in and there's a lot of uncertainty around you and the future of the company and those kinds of things, it sounds like you do a lot for the culture to help reduce that uncertainty and get everybody moving in the same direction.
1: I think that's critical. You know, it's the, by stating it clearly and communicating it clearly, you get everyone going in the same direction you get you get the maximum output from the organization when people aren't certain and you know uh, some people are going to 11 o'clock and some people are going to one o'clock and some people are going to noon and uh, you know you're just um, you're not getting their full value of their efforts because mm-hmm. they're, they're going in opposite directions That's and right. you know we we're often dealing with that we're trying to you know make sure that every, One of of our executives talks about keeping all the canoes going in the same direction down the river, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you've shared such good insights, especially for our listeners, many of whom like you are CEOs and who've been through similar experiences. I think one of the great things that I notice about you is what a good and thoughtful communicator you are, and you use a lot of analogies. I think that's probably also one reason that you've been so successful is just being able to communicate that vision and direction over and over and over.
1: Uh, Repetition, you have to get used to it. Repetition is really important. Um, Constant, continuous, just you got to stick to the mantra, whatever it is.
0: That's great. Well, Gordon, thank you so much for being on our podcast. It's really been a pleasure. You have such good insights if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they best go about doing that?
1: Um, easiest way is probably through email, and it's my full name, Gordon Rapkin at And Thank you. I'm Thank you. And
0: good. any final uh, messages that you have for our listeners?
1: No, I really appreciated the opportunity, Sheila. I, I think, um, you know, if, if you have an audience of CEOs, uh, we all can relate. It's the loneliest job there is. <laughs> you, you, uh, you work for your board and everybody else works for you. And so uh, any opportunities for CEOs to share war stories, communicate about policies, practices, anything is always helpful. So I, I appreciate you doing this. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a
0: service. Oh, well, thank you, Gordon. Loved having you on the show. Um, and for all of you, uh, check back often. We've got new episodes coming out weekly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social account. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business to business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit K E O. Dot bz slash book today that's keo dot bz slash book today and if you want to know more about our fractional cmo program just go to our website do a, a search on services for fractional cmo or you can follow me on linkedin facebook and instagram at keo marketing thanks for listening we'll see you next time i'm sheila cleft and it's been a pleasure having you on ceo and founder Method.